For today's episode of the podcast, it's time for our big New Year's intention setting ritual. So grab your notebook and your pen, settle down in a quiet space and get excited to set your intentions and figure out your goals and your dreams in different areas of your life for 2024. Setting intentions for New Year is a really important part of wanting to live an intentional life. And we create our own realities every single day. So what do you want? in 2024? What do you want to invite in? What are you manifesting? What are you creating? What does your heart long for? Join me for this beautiful practice to get the new year started right. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. Let's jump in. All right, my loves. Hi, welcome, welcome, welcome. It is time for the very last podcast episode of From the Heart of 2023, which as I'm sure you know already is a very, very special podcast episode. We are not just talking today. This is not a regular show, but this is our big, fantastic, beautiful, life-changing, transformational intention setting practice for 2024. I can't believe we're here already. I, I don't know. Looking back at this past year, I feel like certain things and certain months just went by very, very slowly. But then all at the same time, I, I we were just here. It's the end of the year. It's the last week of the year. Christmas has passed. We're about to have our big New Year celebration and then step into the 1st of January of 2024, which as it is every single year, is a big milestone. It's a turning of the page, maybe even opening a brand new page of a brand new book. Sometimes it feels like a new year is a new chapter, and sometimes it feels like it's a new life. 
Now, when it comes to the seasons and when it comes to the rhythms of nature, technically spring equinox really is that new beginning. Also, astrologically, we have our uh, beginning of the astrological year, the beginning of the zodiac with Aries season beginning there, and we have spring and all these feelings of new, right? And January 1st, if we look outside, there isn't that much that changes at that time, right? I mean, really. We're in the same season. It's still winter. We're in the depths of winter here where I am in Sweden. There is so much snow. It's so truly beautiful to, to be here right now. But, you know, January 1st is not going to be a whole lot of transition outside. So some people love to do the intention setting practices more around the beginning of spring. But I find that there is something so intentional and really powerful about the new year. And yes, it is because in society, that's what we celebrate, how we measure time, we have a new month, all of those things, new year. But also because it is this beautiful opportunity to really let go and close the book that was past year. It is an opportunity to start to create something brand new. And since all of us, or mo most of us walking this earth, we have that sense of new beginnings happening right at this time as we begin that New Year's calendar. It is a really powerful time to work on manifestation because collectively we are in that energy. Collectively, we are all kind of turning the page together. And I think it's a really cool thing to set our intentions now, have that big New Year's intention practice. And then when spring equinox comes and we start to kind of get excited for spring and all the new beginnings that come then, connect back to this practice. You can do this practice then as well. And you can see, well, where have these first months of the year actually brought me? How far have I come? What needs tweaking and shifting? What have I already accomplished? So you can kind of see the first few months of the year as this opening into the manifestation work that you are doing for 2024. And I know you are so ready for a new beginning. I know. I just, I know. I'm ready for a new beginning in so many ways. Even if you're living your most amazing, beautiful, perfect life, which yes, some of us are, some of us are not. But even if you are, there is that magic of change in the air right now. There are bigger dreams that you want to dream. There are bigger goals you want to set for yourself. And if you're not living that magical, perfect life and you're going through a hard time right now or 2023 just kicked your ass, you're so ready for something new, something better, something that might bring about more clarity or a deeper sense of grounding. I know all of us, we are so ready for this new beginning in so many different ways. And that is exactly what this practice here today is all about. So many of us have done this practice together here on the podcast for years and years. I do this every single year. Last week, we had our big processing and letting go practice, which is just a run through of 2023 so we can really let the past year go. So I highly recommend if you haven't done that ritual already, do it first so that you can really begin this ritual from a place of clarity, from a clean place, a place of a little bit more spaciousness, a place of having let go to actually make space for everything you want to create. Almost every year that letting go ritual is, I mean, it's a really 
powerful one for me and it is for so many of you that reach out to talk about what you came to from that practice. I just really recommend doing that one first and then come set your intentions here. So to begin, um, if this is your first time, you're going to need a little bit of little bit of guidance here to start. If this is not your first time, take your time to settle in and prep your stuff and get ready. So this practice, this is a big journaling practice that we're going to step into now. I'm going to guide us through a grounding and a meditation like I do every year. And I want you to have a moment to connect deeply with yourself in your own body. So before we come to our journaling, before I start guiding, we're going to have a little bit of a little bit of movement. <laughs> and we do this on our own just to really anchor in and drop in. It's just a couple of minutes so that we arrive to this ritual really present, almost like a little reset. And I'm going to explain how we do that. And then from there, you're going to find that comfortable seat. You're going to make sure you have your journal and pen. That's the most important thing that you need for this ritual. But I would also love to encourage you to set up a little altar space. And when we think of an altar, we oftentimes think of this great, big, elaborate thing that is deeply spiritual, maybe something that we've been working on for years, includes lots and lots of objects and things. And I want to, of course, of course, offer that if you already are an altar builder and you already have an altar space in your in your house, in your life, come sit by your altar for this practice. It's a beautiful place to be. But if you're new to that and if you feel a little bit overwhelmed by that, I'm going to ground us a little bit into the fact that uh, I, I have just had a, probably maybe the two worst days of 2023. I'm not even kidding. I did my processing practice of, of the whole entire year a week ago, and I felt so clear and done with this year. And then boom, right now, right before the new year, I just, I just ended up with two really, really, truly horrible days. And however much I would love to be here talking to you from this place of total clarity, from this place of excitement, and I want to feel extra inspirational and wise and ready, I am just not. I would also love to be here with an elaborate end of year altar that I make some years where I really take and make the space for an altar that represents what I want in 2024. And I spend sometimes days working on that altar and it's really elaborate and beautiful and I keep adding to it and I make this perfect, awesome, you know, epic space to sit by. And that is just not my reality right now at all. So the altar I have created is the altar that represents not having slept for a month and a half <laughs> and an altar that represents having been awake for almost 48 hours. I'm not even not even kidding. I have to give a little disclaimer. If I say something loopy here on the show or if I jumble my words or if anything wild comes out of my mouth, it's because of just mad sleep deprivation, okay? I've also come to this place of just feeling okay with that, knowing that from this place, I'm just really raw. And in that raw place, there's a lot of honesty. There's a lot of just intimacy in that place of just feeling raw and very alive and very vulnerable and very tired and, and all the things that come with that. So there is a reason why I am sitting here sharing this practice with you from this place, from my very, very human place as a mother and just a regular person trying her best to cope and manage curveballs that life throws her way, right? 
And I know most of you listening and sitting down to do this practice right now, you're listening from that place too, from your own humanness, from that place of just doing your best and wanting to get by and wanting to create a more beautiful life for yourself. So my very humble down to earth altar today looks like this. I have a little table next to the chair where I'm sitting. And on that table, I have connected with the four elements of nature. And I just have one single thing that represents each element. So I have something that connects me to water, something that connects me to fire, something that connects me to air, and something that connects me to earth. And that's that. No more, nor less. And for me, that looks like a big cup of tea. Tea is absolutely a part of the water element. So a big cup of tea. That's my water. And then I have a candle lit. <laughs> very elaborate. <laughs> very, you know, very accessible. Not so hard to figure out. A candle, obviously, fire element. And then I have a little stick of Palo Santo that I'm burning. So burning incense or... Um, smelling essential oils, anything that kind of evaporates into air, connects us with the air element. And then for earth, I have a crystal, a small amethyst, one of my favorite ones that was already here in the room I'm sitting, you know, it didn't take me a long time to put this together. So go ahead and if you haven't already, choose four intentional objects connecting you with the four elements of nature and just place them on the table or on the ground in front of you. Take a breath there, connecting with each element, connecting with each object that ties you to the wonders of nature. And say a little prayer, a little moment of gratitude, and that's your altar, okay? So now that we have that ready, we have our gems and our things, as we go into the practice now, I am going to share our prompts. I'm going to guide you into each area. We're going to focus on the four areas of life that we work with for this intention setting every year. And we're going to set goals for all those different areas. And I'm going to share a little bit about my own personal intentions and things like that to get us going. But you are going to want to pause this podcast to take time and write. That's really important. I kind of move from prompt to prompt for the sake of time. Otherwise, we would be here for hours and hours. So when you start writing as you need more time and you will just pause the pod and write and write and write. And then when you feel sort of done with that area or that goal or that prompt, then you press play again and we go to the next step. Okay, without further ado, it is time for us to have a three minute dance party. We're going to have a three minute movement break right here, right now, where you're going to pause this podcast, you're going to put on one single song. And this can either be the song I'm going to suggest, which is this one song that I've chosen for us. So you might just find that one on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever you use. YouTube works great. Or you pick your own favorite dance party song, just a song that's like pulling at your heart right now. You're going to crank the volume up as high as it goes or put in your headphones and you're just going to dance. Okay. So about a three minute song. Don't choose like a 15 minute song or something crazy. It's not like an all too well Taylor Swift moment here. Not right now. <laughs> but pick something short and you're just going to dance and you're going to move your body and you're going to just go wild with as much intensity in your movement as you can possibly find for this short, short, short duration of the song. So you really get into your body, get into your heart, get into the here and now. And then when that song ends, you turn the podcast on again and you sit down and you anchor in. 
All right. So the song I have chosen for all of us today that you can choose if you want it or pick one of your own is Ooh La La by Faces. Okay. It's Ooh La La by Faces. So plug that into your Spotify or whatever you're using. This for me is just a very heartfelt song that I love to just move my body to. But you can pick something a little higher beat if you want something more mellow, go ahead. But we want to move our bodies today. So pause the podcast right now, stand up and let's dance. Mothers deserve the absolute best. So this Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. Osea's skin and body care is the perfect way to remind all the moms, mother figures, caregivers, grandmothers, and mother-in-laws in your life to make time for themselves. If you have been looking for the perfect gift, I recommend Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I've been using it for years, and it seems like every single time I apply it, I get compliments on my skin. This body oil is rich, but it's never greasy, and it's clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. Your skin will feel more sculpted and toned, and you'll be left feeling silky, soft, and glowing. Another favorite of mine is the Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Ever since I've been using collagen, I have noticed a difference in in my skin. In fact, it's never been better. Using Osea's body oil and lotion together is a mega moisture duo, giving you a full body glow. Osea's products are infused with their signature Andaria seaweed, but it's also clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Really just a perfect gift for yourself, the moms in your life, and even the planet. Spoil the moms in your life with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. All right, find a comfortable seat as you're ready Sitting down by your altar, your pen and your journal is nearby. And go ahead and just close your eyes. Place one or both of your hands right at the center of the heart. Take a moment to really land here. After that little dance party, that moment to move. What does it feel like to actually arrive in this here now? I don't know what 2023 brought your way, but I know it was a lot. And here you are now, sitting down at the end of this long year, about to set your intentions and get excited and plan for 2024. So what does it feel like to be in this moment in between? About to let go of the past, about to step into the future, but right now dwelling in this in-between space, one foot in each place. Let your breath grow a little bit deeper so you can really sense the breath down in the bottom of the belly. Every inhale anchoring you deeper toward the earth. And every exhale softening your shoulders, your face, and your heart. Whatever 2023 brought your way, it has led you here. And from this place, here now, you are so ready for something new. 
You are so ready to call in everything that you truly dream of. You're so ready for this new year. Ready to step in and step up. Ready to become an even stronger, maybe an even more open, even softer version of yourself. From this place that you're sitting right here, right now, what do you envision for yourself in 2024? What are you actually really, truly longing for? And go deep into your body for this. Go deep into the breath. See if you can connect to that place of truth inside of your heart where you feel for what you want in 2024 instead of thinking about what you should want. What does your heart tell you? What are you so ready to call in? Who are you ready to become? What kind of life do you want to have? Let's take a deep breath in through the nose. And then open the mouth and let it all go. You can blink your eyes open. Grab your journal and your pen. And the first thing that I want you to write or the first place I want you to really envision and check in on is the answer to that question. What do you long for? What do you really, truly long for? If there is a feeling that you wish you could actually truly embody in this new year, what would that feeling be? Imagine yourself moving through the many months of 2024 and all throughout you get to hold this deep anchor into one particular feeling. There's something that you're able to really embody and become and live in 2024. What is that thing? What is your heart actually longing for in this moment? So we're looking for a, a feeling here. Perhaps 2023 just was really overwhelming and heavy with grief and hardship. And maybe for 2024, you just want to call in some ease to not have your ass kicked every step of the way this next year, to just have an easygoing, gentle year. Or maybe this year you want some more energy. You felt like 2023 was stagnant and you felt stuck. Perhaps you want some forward momentum. You want to ignite some fire. You want some passion, maybe some, some excitement, some joy. Or maybe 2024, that feeling you want to embody is a feeling of acceptance. Letting things be what they are. Feeling of openness. Maybe love. A connection to family. Maybe self-love. Take a moment right here, right now, and find that feeling that you want to embody in 2024. You can start in your journal by just writing, the feeling I want to embody in 2024 is. The feeling I want to embody in 2024 is. And just see what comes. For me, when I went to this place, I had a few different things come my way. 
And we're going to return to this at the end of this ritual. So just see what comes your way as you write, as you contemplate right here, right now. And for me, where I landed, and we'll see if I have a different answer at the end of recording this, because it often changes and will continue to change all the way until the new year. But the feeling that I really want to embody is I want to have that feeling of, of thriving. I had a lot of pregnancy and birth and healing postpartum and a couple of years of feeling like I'm always healing from something. I'm always overcoming something or working through something or kind of moving through something big and challenging and then from there having to heal and get better from that. And in 2024, I just, I want to thrive. I'm ready to, to not be working on something anymore. I'm ready to not be healing from something anymore. To not have something have to change or get better, but to really just work on finding a, an optimal sense of balance, of feeling great, not just having healed, not just not being sick, not just, you know, but actually feeling amazing, fantastic. Is that, <laughs> I almost just asked you, is that okay? But that's how I felt when I was journaling on this. It's like, is that too much to ask? It almost feels like it's too much to ask to feel fantastic. Can I ask for that sitting here six months postpartum, not having slept for days? Can I, can I long for that? Well, yeah, yeah, I can. Says you write, and I want to encourage you throughout every prompt that we move through to not hold back and to also notice if you have that, that little devil on your shoulder or that little critic in the back of your head telling you, hey, 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 slow down. Hey, think smaller. Hey, who do you think you are dreaming of these things? Be realistic. You just send that little devil outside, close the door. They're not welcome here for this practice. You can acknowledge that voice and say, I, I heard you, but I'm still going to go for this thing. I'm still going to wish for and dream for and make this thing happen, however big it might seem. So we're moving to the next prompt, which is getting a little bit more specific around the things that we want to invite this year. What are you calling in in 2024? This is a very broad, very open question because I want to give you just space to write and contemplate the overarching stuff that you really want to invoke and invite in 2024, just to see where your heart and where your mind and where your journaling takes you. It's a really beautiful way to see where our priorities really lie. It's just writing openly like that. So in 2024, I am calling in. Hmm. Start like that. In 2024, I am calling in. In 2024, I am calling in a thriving, abundant garden. Really, I'm, I'm calling in many hours spent on my knees with my hands in the dirt. <laughs> just something I didn't get to do last year because I was either pregnant or just had a baby. I really... I'm craving that feeling of having worked in the gardens, many hours in the garden. I'm, I'm, I'm calling that in. I'm calling in alone time with my husband. Mm. <laughs> it feels really far away right now with not sleeping and baby and all the things, but I am calling in date night again. I'm calling in more than date night. I'm calling in <laughs> date week, maybe like a vacation, just the two of us. More time just spent with him and me nurturing, nourishing our marriage, our relationship. I'm calling in play in 2024. I really, I want 2024 to not be so serious, to not have it be all 
somber and practical and the things that have to work in the day-to-day. And I feel like I've been in a place and in our family as well, just navigating life with a newborn. We've had so many logistical, practical things. How are we getting through the day? How are we moving through this week? How are we, you know, I want to just play and let my hair down and not be so serious about everything really want to make space for my inner child in 2024 as I'm busy mothering these children. Um, so just write, see where it takes you. In 2024, I'm calling in and you can go from every different angle. It doesn't have to be from one specific thing, right? What are you calling in? What are you calling in in terms of health or in terms of your relationship or how you look at your body or how you're living through your day-to-day, your routine or your home or your friendships. Like what are you actually wanting to manifest this year? Remember to pause the podcast and take enough space to really write. Our next prompt, we're going in the opposite direction here for a moment. So instead of what you're calling in and what you want to invite and make space for and bring with you, what are you saying no to this year? Now, this is a big one. I, I'm putting it kind of early in our ritual because I really want you to honor it and and spend time while you have lots of energy to really write. What are you saying no to? What boundaries are you setting in 2024? And honey, I hope you have plenty, okay? And if you can't think of a single one, oof, then there's work to be done in this area, right? What are you saying no to? What do you not want to make space for? What are you leaving behind? What are you just letting die in 2023? You're not bringing it with you into 2024. Something you are saying no to. For me, I am saying no to holding everyone and not feeling held myself, which is an experience I've had over the past few weeks. I am saying no to being this martyr of a mother. That is not who I want to be. That is not what I want to become. I'm saying no to sleep deprivation. <laughs> I'm saying no to feeling really disorganized, not having a, a, a good routine. Like I'm saying no to the chaos that comes of not sleeping. I really, really am. And then I'm, I'm saying no to shame. Really, shame, being in a place of shame is something that I so am not bringing with me into 2024. I'm saying no to bickering. This was high on my list, bickering. And this is something that I've done with my husband a lot. Just little tiny arguments about stuff that doesn't mean anything that really represents something bigger and deeper. I'm just saying no to that unnecessary bickering that happens after many years of (laughs) marriage. I feel so done with that. I'm also saying no to not having my boundaries respected. It's just something that I've dealt with a bit in the past year. I'm saying no to that. And that also means I'm saying yes to setting firmer boundaries and to really upholding the boundaries that I've already set. So these are just some of mine. What are yours? What are you saying no to? Take your time. Go deep here. And as you write, notice if you come up against any kind of harsh edge, because sometimes even writing about setting boundaries, even writing about saying no, can kind of trigger that inner good girl or that inner good boy, that inner good person complex that so many of us carry, where we feel like we have to be polite and we have to smile and we have to include everyone and please everyone, make sure everyone is happy, no one's upset with us. Setting no usually pisses people off. 
Oftentimes it does, at least in the very beginning, or if they're not used to hearing your no. And it takes an evolved person to being able to really receive someone's no and to still stay steady in that relationship. And with time, we realize that the people who are really steady and firm in their no, who can really give that sacred no without fear, those are our best people. Those are the most amazing people to build relationship with because they know what they need and they know how to meet their own needs. And that's the kind of person that you really want in your life. So what are you saying no to? How are you setting boundaries? How are you making sure your needs are met? In 2024, I am saying no to. Our next prompt, or our next two prompts, actually, we're going to envision and and let ourselves dream a little bit. First, I want to just start from a place that feels quite realistic to you, that feels really like this is something that in a beautiful way or on a beautiful day, if everything aligns up, could actually absolutely happen. In 2024, what does a perfect day look like to you? Really, take a moment and just envision yourself. You're sometime next year and you're waking up in the morning and you're about to head out and have a perfect day. Just a perfect day. It doesn't have to be this unreachable, insane, wild, you know, you don't have to go to the place of like, I board my private jet and then I go off to my tropical island. I'm not talking that, okay? <laughs> I'm talking about... A realistic day today, but but a really beautiful day, a really perfect day. What does it look like? So start writing. A perfect day looks like, and then begin with, you wake up. Okay, you wake up. Where are you? What room are you in? What bed are you in? What's the weather like outside? Who's in bed with you? Are you alone? Are you with someone? What kind of breakfast do you have? How do you do breakfast? Do you go out? Do you stay in? What's on your plate? How is that cup of coffee or cup of tea or whatever you're drinking in the morning? How are you spending that day? What are you doing in that day today? How are you feeling as you navigate that day? How are you moving your body if you are? Are you doing some kind of self-care? What does that look like? If you're going to work, if work is a part of this day, well, what is that in your day today? Or if it's a weekend or it's a day without work, are you getting creative in some other way? Are you doing something that nourishes that inner creative spirit somehow? Who are you spending time with? Are you there with your friends or family, your kids, your people, your partner? And then as you move through just hour by hour that day, you get all the way to the end of the day, how you choose to close that day, and then get back into bed again. Who is with you? How do you feel at the end of that day? How are you going to bed? And really spend some time just in a grounded way envisioning what a really perfect day actually looks like without having to add bells and whistles and things that feel completely unreachable. Just a regular perfect day. A day that actually feels attainable, right? Maybe it feels a little far away, like things have to be navigated. Like for me, a perfect day looks like I wake up rested from a long night's sleep. <laughs> wow, I know, crazy, crazy. I'm really shooting for the for the moon here. So right now in my life, not sleeping at all, it feels really unrealistic. But I know actually it is attainable. It's not boarding a private jet to go to my private tropical island. No, it is attainable. And I can definitely see myself having a long night's sleep, waking up rested in 2024. Hell yeah. And, you know, 
who's with me when I wake up? My husband's there. My kids come in the room. What do we do? Like I get to move through that day, time spent in nature. Am I going for a little plunge in the lake? Like what am I eating? How do I feel nourished also when it comes to work? Just take a moment from morning to evening and write about your perfect day. And as you do that, you are going to realize that there are certain things and certain components to this day that you already have available, that are already present for you. You know, that bed that you wake up in, you probably have that bed already, right? That partner that you're waking up with, maybe they're already in your life. Maybe they're a part of what you're calling in. Start to get a little curious around what things as, that are a part of that perfect day are already present in your life and what things actually need to be invited, what things might need to be worked on, what areas might need to be opened up and tweaked and shifted a bit to make space for that new thing that isn't present just yet. And just get a little bit curious around what this day actually would look like. Remember to pause the pod and spend good amounts of time writing. You'll feel just that intuitive feeling of, okay, this is done. And then we're moving to our next prompt, which is taking this a little bit bigger. And this is sort of the, the one big part of this ritual that we do every year where I want you to go bananas. <laughs> or you can go bananas all throughout if you want. You can be just as wild and crazy as you are, of course, my love. But here, I want to spend some time free writing, just writing without limitations, without having to have a specific way of doing it. Just free writing your dream life. Okay, your dream life. And some of us might be more inclined to keep things a little bit more realistic. Like we want to color within the lines of the life we already have and certain things feel too unattainable and really far away. But for this specific part of this practice, I want you to dream a little bit bigger. Okay, I want you to dare and be courageous and go for something that feels a little bit further away. We're talking the thing that you really, really dream of, but you feel like maybe it's going to be years of your life to manifest it, to make it happen. Or maybe it feels like, oh, but who am I to work on that? Or who am I to get to that place? That could never happen to me. Put all of those limiting beliefs away and just write about what your dream life actually look like. looks like. If you have no limitations, really. Go to that place of, I have no limitations. Anything I want to manifest, I actually can make happen. Any place I want to go, I can actually find a way to get there. Hold that truth for a moment and then start to contemplate and envision what your dream life actually looks like. Are you living in the same country as you are now? Or is, or is there some faraway place that you've always dreamed of living? Then include that and start there. Do you have a family constellation that looks different than what it looks now? Okay, go there. Do you have a person, a partner, a marriage, a wedding involved? Or is there someone that's already present in your life? Or are you all alone? What's going on in that dream life? You know, how is your level of abundance? What are you doing in your day today? How do you get to spend your time? Are there some material things that you want to call in in this big dream? Is there a beautiful, magnificent house on a hilltop somewhere? Or is there a little cabin in the woods, perhaps? Or something beachside? Or are you on a snowy mountaintop? Like, where do you want to live? And how do you want that life to look like? Go all the places, okay? 
as you dream. Go all the places. Again, we're not narrowing down this down to a specific area of your life, but just your overall, your big, bold, beautiful, crazy life. What do you dream of? Okay, so you put pen to paper and you just write and you can write pages and pages and pages and you can go into certain areas and elaborate and get super detailed or you can keep it broad strokes, but I want you to dream bigger than you normally do. Okay, are you ready? Go. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, from our dream life... So I hope you really enjoyed this part of the practice. I definitely did. And I really enjoy noticing all the moments where my mind tells me, oh, but you can't do that. Like that's not appropriate or that's too crazy or that's too unattainable. And then I get that little opportunity to check myself and go, well, no, it's actually not unattainable. Actually, it's a beautiful dream. And yes, it's possible. Yes, yes, yes. It's a really cool practice to return to and to do often. And also to hold as a little truth, as a little side note here, just taking a moment to acknowledge that so many of the things that you are living right now were just dreams at one point. Fully. A lot of the things that you have in your life right now, the relationships, the people, the scenarios, you just dreamed of at some point. And look at you. Look at you living that dream now. We tend to forget that we had these big dreams the moment we come across them, right? And we move to the next one. So important to hold gratitude as we work on our manifestation as well. Now, my darling, we are going to get into our areas of life that we work through every single time we do this ritual on the pod. So if you've practiced with me before, you already know the four areas of life that we move into. I'm going to share them in detail so that they're really clear to you. We're going to move into mind, body, soul, and home. Mind, body, soul, and home. And um, I'll go over each area. So in each area of our lives, we're going to get a little more detail and a little more specific, and you're going to get the opportunity to write down and get super duper clear on three specific goals in each area of your life. Okay. We're going to get there soon. So going into the four areas here to explain each one, we begin with mind. And this year I am connecting the elements of nature to each area. And this is something I always quietly did. It just made a lot of sense to me astrologically and also through the nature-based practices that I do. But just to clarify them even more, I'm going to share with you the element that corresponds to each area of life so you can go even deeper here on your own. So for mind, this is our air element. And in the area of mind, we're talking everything that has to do with your work. Maybe you're in school, you're studying, or it's your day job, your career, the thing you do for work, the thing that makes you leave your house every day or go to your home office every day, the thing that brings about money and abundance. 
Money and our level of abundance also falls under the area of mind. Our goal setting is here, our manifestation work, also our networking, our curiosity, our learning, our growth, everything we do with our mind, right, that links us to the air element falls under this category. The second category is body, or the second area of our life is body. Body is pretty straightforward. We're talking about our physical health, we're talking about our physical bodies, our sense of health and well-being, um, any illness that we're healing that happens, of course, in the body. We're talking movement, how we move our bodies. Um, also sex, and I actually wrote today, sex, dance, and rock and roll. I feel like those things all fall under body. Any self-care that you do in terms of moving energy through the body. And the body is our fire element, of course. Movement, all of that relates to fire. So we connect with our fire element here. The third area of our life is soul. And this is also pretty straightforward, I think. So our soul, we're talking our meditation practice, most of our self-care practices, our spirituality, our prayer, our longing to surrender. If we're religious, that falls under soul, our connection to God, our feelings, whether we choose to actively feel them or not. Also our sense of creativity and how we have that and any creative outlets that we have in our day-to-day -day falls under soul. Our service work, all of this is the water element, pretty straightforward as well. And then our final area of life is home. And this links us to our final element, which is the element of earth. And this is our actual home, our house, our apartment, our safe space, our garden, if you get to have a garden, that also falls under home, our material stuff that we want to call in. And also this is where our people are, so our family, our relationships, animals and pets that we love, all the, the good earthy things in life fall under home. So four areas of life, mind, body, soul, and home. And of course, these areas will all interconnect and overlap in different ways. But as we do our goal setting, we want to connect with one area of life at a time so that we can get really clear on what it is we're working toward and the place that we are working from. Okay, so beginning with mind, and this I feel is a pretty probably one of the first areas people go to when we talk to areas of life is what do we want to improve when it comes to our work situation or our career or how much money we want to have in our bank account at the end of the year. All of this happens under mind. So what are three very clear goals or three very clear dreams that you have for yourself in the area of mind for 2024? Do you have something special that you want to make happen at work? Is there a promotion that you're really longing for? Are you looking to shift careers or shift focus? Or maybe there's a business that you want to start or there is something you want to study. You want to go back to school to learn something or a course that you want to take. Perhaps you have a certain amount of money that you want to make sure you have saved up come the end of the year. What is it that you are making happen for yourself in the area of mind, of work, of school, studies, money, and abundance? Get really clear and write three specific things down.
So as usual, when I write goals in all the specific areas of life down, I end up with more than three and it's totally okay for you to end up with 30 if that's where you go. I say three because the fewer goals we set, the easier this is going to be to actually move toward and to find a clear path toward. And then granted, under each goal, you might have a huge set of sub goals or things that need to happen before you get to that thing. And that's when we get into the nitty gritty of actually making our dreams happen, right? So you can start with three or you can go a little bit further if you want, but I'll share some of mine just as you write and for a little bit of inspiration. The first thing that really came to mind that I wrote as my number one goal and it feels really close and really clear is I want to write or at least start writing seriously my next book. I know what I want to write. I have a vision of what the book is going to be. And I want 2024 to be the year I actually realize it doesn't mean I have to have it completely finished and wrapped up and ready um, by the end of the year. But I want to be in the process and really feel like I'm, I'm there working on it. And then I have a secret project. <laughs> That's annoying to hear. I have a secret project that I want to launch. And 2024 is the year I'm going to launch it. Yeah. That's my number two. And um, my number three is I want to save more money. I really want 2024 to be the year. We've had a couple of rough years financially. I want this to be the year where we get a better control of our finances and our savings in particular, because we are just notoriously really bad at that in this family. Those are my three. Um, I ended up writing six here. I'll just share those three to get us started. But get clear. And if under each goal, you immediately can think of things that you want to make happen that connect with that, keep writing. No limitations needed here. But remember, the more things you write down, the more challenging it's going to be to know where to get started. So I think three is a beautiful magic number. Now we're moving on to our next area of life, which is body. Okay, so your physical body, your health, and this obviously includes how you work out, how you move. Every year I have a little word of caution here. I truly, truly don't think it is effective and kind to start the new year, especially if it's how you start every new year, writing down how many pounds you need to lose. I think it's much more, much more constructive, much more uplifting to set goals around how we want to feel. How, really, truly, how we want to feel in our bodies versus how we need to look or what size clothing we need to wear or what the number on the scale is supposed to say. That is just so uninteresting, truly. If you have goals around wanting to lose weight and so and so, and I know so many people do, take a moment to go a little bit deeper and feel for what lies beneath that. Right? If you want to lose weight, and that's the first thing you think of when you come to the area of body, well, why? What is it that you're really longing for? Is it that you want a sense of confidence, perhaps? Do you want a sense of acceptance? What is it that you want to feel? Why? Do you think you'll find more happiness from that place? Get curious about why you have that as a goal, especially if it's something that you return to every single year. I know tons of people do. And get a little more curious around how you want to feel instead. Do you want to feel strong? for a certain reason? Do you want to be able to lift a certain amount of weight? Do you want to be able to chase your kids around the house without getting tired? Do you want to be able to run a certain amount of miles? Like what is something more exciting, a little bit more vast, not so limiting and harsh if you go into the area of body? Just be mindful if you have any 
sort of tendencies that maybe feel more self-harming than self-supporting, okay? So in the area of body, we're also also talking all levels of health and well-being, right? How do you want to feel? What are those three goals that you want to set? Okay. And again, remember, we're talking about the fire element here. So all of the things that bring about fire in your life and in your body. Three goals for body. Let's go. For my goals under body, the first thing that I've written down is sleep. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Every year, I always have some intention that relates to rest and sleep when it comes to body. This year, it feels more urgent than ever. And I just, I need need to, not just want to, but find a routine for the night that really works for me and the baby and get back to a place where I just have more normal night sleep. Doesn't have to be perfect, doesn't have to be amazing, but just manageable nights. See how low I'm setting that bar? (laughs) Well, that is my first goal. Second one I wrote is get strong again. Yeah, get strong again. I really want to return to a feeling of physical strength in my body. I uh, yeah, I just had 2021 and 22 were really healing years for me, healing from a lot of illness. And then right when I felt like, okay, now I'm going to get back to that place of feeling like I'm thriving in my body again after being so sick, then I just didn't. And then... <laughs> That was a great, great crescendo there. I, uh, I had, a, I had more time just grounding and resting, which is what I really needed. And then I got pregnant, and then I felt strong in my pregnancy, and I felt strong giving birth, but a different kind of strength. And I feel so ready to feel that that sense of lightness that being strong gives you, being able to hold a handstand for a long time. Like there's a sense of lightness to that, and I, I'm so ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> Now that I'm not pregnant, to just feel strong in my body again. And then my third goal, and anyone who listens to this every year, you will laugh, but my third goal is to run. (laughs) Every year I set an intention to become a runner, and every year I laugh at myself as I set that intention. But this is the year. You guys, 2024 is the year I... (laughs) I actually, I, I feel like I have all the tools this time. I do. I do have all the tools. I have no respiratory illness I'm dealing with. I'm not overcoming mold. I'm not pregnant. I just, if I get some sleep, I think, I think I can, I can do it. So yeah, I want to be a runner. It's my great, great big life dream that I've had for so many years is to become a runner. Let's see if 2024 is the year I can make it happen. I also have other things like I want to spend more time barefoot and naked. (laughs) It's like not really a specific goal to work toward, but just something that I want to do more of. Um, So see if those kinds of things make their way onto your list as well. Moving on to our third area of life, we are talking soul, my friends, soul, your meditation practice, your self-care practices, your spirituality, maybe you believe in something greater, higher than all of us. If that thing is goddess or God or nature or the universe, or you follow a specific religion and that happens here, how you deal with your feelings, therapy, this is something really clear. Feeling our feelings falls under the, the under soul and it's in the water element. But talking about our feelings might fall under mind, you know, going to therapy. But I feel like therapy really fits under soul. So if you're doing some kind of therapy work and you have 
intentions and goals for that, then write that down here. Okay. So what are three clear goals that you have that fall under the category of soul that you want to make happen in 2024? Three clear things. Let's go. For me, I have some really clear goals. This category or this area of life for me is very, very, very clear. I have so many tools here and so many things that I'm anchored into every day that I actually, I don't feel like I need tons of work here. Um, But there are certain things I want to do. For instance, I want to hike El Camino, which definitely is a soul activity for me. And I want to do it with two of my friends. We've been planning to do it for so many years. And I actually think that end of this year, when I'm not breastfeeding so intensely, it's really good timing for us. And I'm going to make it happen. Hell yeah. Um, My second thing is I really want to start couples therapy with my husband. We've talked about it on and off. And uh, yeah, I really feel like we could use just that dedicated time every single week to, to talk from a grounded place. You know, it really feels like an investment in our relationship that we both want to make. It's so interesting. Like I, I do that for myself. I do therapy on my own all the time. He has done on and off for himself, but the idea of doing it together, we just haven't really gotten there. And I think, you know, yeah, now is a good time. I really want to get to that place. And then I wrote keep swimming because that is something I do for my soul as I swim in the lake and plunge in the lake every day. So I'm definitely going to stick with that. And I, I would love to go on a solo retreat. I feel like this suddenly feels like feels like a lot, but there's only two trips. I can make that happen in 2024. I want to hike El Camino and then I want to do a solo retreat, like maybe a medicine retreat somewhere, something just for me, just for my soul. We'll see where, where these goals take me. Let's go to our final area. So area number four, whenever you feel ready. And this is the area of home. And this one's also pretty straightforward. So any goals that you want to set around your actual physical home, the house you live in, your room, your apartment, your garden, you know, that place you come home to and call home every day. Any material things that you want to manifest and make happen, anything you want to renovate or fix up or something really specific you want to save up and buy or or a project that you have around the house, like that's all under home. Remember, your big relationships are here as well, your family, your friends, people, animals. This is the element of earth, so everything that relates to that happens in this area. Three clear goals, clear longings that you have for the area of home. Let's go. So this area for me is both an area where I feel like I am so abundant and I have so many things I'm working on and I'm really good at making things happen in the area of home. And it's also where I have a long list of goals, but I'll share just my three, three big ones. This is the year we get chickens. (laughs) Chickens are at the top of my list of goals under home. I also want to get like maybe some, maybe, maybe some ducks chickens and ducks. I want birds. Okay. Birds. Just, just, just big goal here. Birds. This means we need to get a chicken coop and a lot of things have to happen for this to happen. But I, yeah, this is, this is the year. I also wrote, I really want to build community locally. I would love to meet some more moms that live nearby. Um, all of my friends live, it feels just an hour away, but an hour away with a baby is really far. And I would love to have a little bit more of a community right here where we are. 
So, and I don't know how to get there specifically, but it's a beautiful thing to just acknowledge and to write down. And then I want to get a big greenhouse. I don't know how we're going to swing that yet, but it's a dream I have. And in a beautiful dream world, we have one of those really gorgeous big greenhouses that have like a proper foundation and you can even put in a little, little fireplace. You can spend time in there. You know what I mean? We'll see if, if this is the year I can make that happen. So notice already, so as you've written in these four areas of your life, there's probably certain areas where you feel you can write goals and goals and goals, where it feels like, oh, you have so many things that you're dreaming of and this, you want to do this and this and this and that. And then maybe there's another area where things are a little bit more sparse and you might feel a little bit more stuck. Sometimes we don't have a lot of things to write down because one area of our life is just so abundant already and flowing. And sometimes it's the opposite because an area of our life is so abundant, we can set many goals because we can really visualize it. And it's harder to visualize the things we want in the areas of our lives where we feel like we are a little bit stuck or where we're a little bit lacking. So spend some time here, okay? We've covered these four areas. Now, if you look at what you have written, take a moment just to kind of scroll back, <laughs> scroll. Take a moment to go back in your journal and just kind of look at the goals, look at what you've written down and see if there is some common themes that you can connect with here. Do these things. So you've written at least 12 things down, three things in each area, right? That's 12 things at least. You have 12 really specific things that you really want to make manifest, that you really want to make happen. Can you sense a little bit of a common theme here? Can you sense a path toward your true intention somewhere hidden here in these goals. We are getting closer with every single page that you write in your journal. You are getting closer to your clear, clear intention that you want to set for 2024. And a beautiful path toward that is this question. To journey and to move toward these 12 or more goals and dreams that you have, what do you actually need? Just take a moment and sit back and take a breath. Imagine a year where you are actively moving toward making not just one or two, but all of these things happen. What is the most important thing that you actually need so you can stay on that path? Is there a self-care practice that is just essential that you hold yourself to every single day so that you can stay on track for these things? Do you need a certain amount of support in different areas of your life? Is there a person you need to bring on board for this to happen? Do you need to believe in yourself? Is that the thing that you're really lacking? Just that sense of self-confidence. Do you need money? Do you need to call in more financial abundance to actually get closer to these things? Let's get some clarity here, okay? To move closer to my goals, what I really need is. To move closer to my goals, what I really need is. And see where that prompt takes you. Because it took, could take you somewhere as in you need to hold yourself accountable in different areas. Or you need to be a little bit more disciplined. Or maybe you need to take other things off of your plate. You just need emotional support. You need money. You need a better routine in your day-to-day. -day. What is it? Because trust me, there is a key here in some specific need that if you could fill it, if you could make sure that that need is met, you could level up your manifestation game by a lot. What do you need to make these things happen? Spend some time writing there. 
And for our next prompt, I want to get a little bit closer to that self-care practice that you actually can sense can make the biggest difference for you in 2024. And I'm sure you have many. I hope you have many. But if you were to pick one self-care practice that you can just feel in your heart is the most important, most valuable, that gives you the most. If you were to really hold yourself accountable and stay super disciplined with just one thing for your self-care this year, what is it going to be? Is it your yoga practice? Is it your morning run? Are you that runner person that I want to be? (laughs) Is it that? Is it picking up the phone, talking to your friend, venting a couple times a week? Like that's self-care. Is it your therapy? Do you go talk, you speak to someone, an expert, a therapist, someone who knows what they're doing? Maybe you have a tea ritual or your meditation practice or something in nature or something completely different that I have not even mentioned, but I want you to get really clear on how important this practice is for you because I want you to stick with it this year by really elevating it and seeing this practice for what it is, how valuable it is for your health. And this might be something that supports you in all the areas of your life. It supports your mind, your body, your soul, and anchors you into home, right? Your most important self-practice in 2024 is, write that down. And now that we have gotten really specific about specific goals and dreams and things that we want to make happen for ourselves, I want to circle back to that question that we asked at the very beginning of this ritual. And that is, again, feeling for the feeling that you want to embody this year. And now that you have more clarity, now that you know a little bit more clearly what you actually want to make happen, what you want to call in, what you want to invite, what your dream life looks like, the goals that you've set for yourself in these different areas of life, perhaps that feeling that you want to embody feels a little bit closer. Maybe it's not the feeling that you thought of at the beginning of the ritual, but there's something else. Maybe there's something that's a little bit more cohesive that ties all of these dreams together. So close your eyes, again, hand to heart, the feeling that you want to walk through 2024 with. What is it? Hmm. Take a few breaths here. If you feel that answer in your heart, write it down. The time has come for us to actually set our intention for 2024, to actually get clear on what this intention is. And chances are absolutely it relates to that feeling that you want to embody as you move through the year. Chances are it relates to how those goals actually connect and link with one another. Chances are it relates to something that you felt like you've been lacking or missing. Maybe this intention is the antidote to last year, or maybe it's just the elevation and how you're stepping up and continuing on your path from 2023. When you put your intention into words, which is what you're about to do right now, you want to be really clear and you want to be really concise. An intention that is very, very long and very complex and complicated might be beautiful to read and to write, but it's going to be harder for the universe to hear when you speak it out loud. So if you write your intention and it's very, very long, 
spend some time to actually shorten it and make it very coherent. When I ask you, what's your intention for 2024? You want to be able to answer, oh, my intention is... And you can answer that in one sentence and I can understand it right away. The clearer and more concise your intention is, the easier to actually live it, the easier to actually speak it out loud, the easier for the universe to actually absorb and hear and listen and then put those things on your path, okay? So my love, we're here, (laughs) we're here. I'm smiling really big right now. What is your intention for 2024? Let's go. I know you're going to have to pause the pod, spend a good amount of time here, get really clear. And your heart is going to tell you when you've really nailed it, when you've really arrived at, ah, this is my intention for the new year. My intention for 2024 is pause the pod and write. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. So my intention for 2024 is... My intention for 2024 is... I have uh, written quite a bit already over the past couple of days. I come back to this again and again. And this intention is, is going to stay alive and changing until you anchor into something that feels so clear and so right. I uh, haven't arrived at my super clear one single sentence, boom, here we go, intention. And chances are I need a really good night's sleep to actually get there. But I'll share just a little bit of what I've written in case you want some inspiration. This year, I will let myself be held so I can hold the little ones who need me. 2024 is the year I will hold and be held. Mother and let myself be mothered. Fill my cup so it can overflow. Receive so I can give. This year, I'm not just healing, but thriving. Anchoring back into my true strength so I can hold not just my family, but also myself. I will commit to my well-being so I can stand tall and strong no matter what life throws my way. There's pages and pages of that. But I keep coming back to, really, I know my intention is going to be something around holding and being held. There's something so powerful in that for me. As a mother, being postpartum, as a mother of two now, you know, I, I, I keep returning to how much I hold in my day to day. Any mother listening will know what I mean. Even if you're not 
a mother, I, I don't mean in any way to say that you have to be a mother to know what it feels like to hold a lot of responsibility. Of course not. We're all holding a lot. But I think particularly in this role as mother, I know what it's like just to feel like you are responsible for the whole entire world, like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. And that feeling of holding so much and not having a balance in how I allow myself to be held. That is something I've experienced over the past couple of months that has taken me down a path that feels like someplace I don't want to end up. I don't want to hold so much that I'm unable to actually let myself held and be held and re to just receive or hold so much that I just crumble under the weight of it all. And I know part of, of letting myself be held means I need to soften and actually allow for that to happen, allow for the people in my life who want to support me to actually be there and support. And it also means holding myself in certain ways where I put my well-being as high on my list of priorities as I do the well-being of my family. I have had many consecutive weeks of just putting myself on the bottom of that list and it's not going to hold. <laughs> For me to be able to hold, I need to allow myself to be held. And that looks like staying really committed in how I take care of my body, staying committed around how I move my body. I feel so ready to get back to that movement again asking for help, demanding help where I need it, you know, finding that balance and something there in that sentence I just returned to, you know, letting myself be held so I can hold those who need me. I, uh, I want to I wanna be held this year, held by my husband, held by my community, held also in return by my family, held by myself and the practices I return to every day to keep myself sane and grounded and strong. And that word held might just be my word of the year, but I've also played around with a couple of other words like receive and steady and committed and thrive is a word that's definitely up there. We'll see where I land. But once you have your intention and it's clear so ideally, it's just one sentence. So from everything I just shared with you, an example of an intention for me could be 2024 is the year I will both hold and let myself be held. Or this year, I will let myself receive as much as I give. Or this year, I will find the balance between giving and receiving. Or this year, I will support myself so I can support others. There's something there, right? That's my theme kind of for my intention. I will find that perfect sentence, probably not on this podcast right now, but I will get there before, before the new year. So you want to have that clear, concise sentence. And once you do, you have two things left to do before we close this ritual today. And that is turning your intention into an affirmation and then finding your word of the year. So once you have that intention really, really clear and concise, you're going to write it out on a clean sheet of paper. So shift to a brand new page in your notebook and write that intention out. And then you're going to tear that little piece of paper off your notebook, fold it up and place it on your altar so it's there and ready because you're going to use it for your end of year ritual that I'm going to get to in a bit. But write that intention down and then look at it. 
because when it comes to turning our intention into an affirmation, we're going to shift this sentence around so it becomes not just something that you intend to do and something that you wish for and something that you're sending out into the world that you want in the future, but you're going to turn that sentence around so it becomes present tense, here, now. And that sentence should start with, I am, and it should unfold in real time. So an example of that from everything I shared is, I am letting myself be held, loved, and supported. Or even just, I am held, loved, and supported. I am receiving support every single day. I am held by the universe. I am supported and loved by my family. I balance what I give and what I receive. So you find that sentence that you have as your intention and you turn it around into something that is unfolding and happening now. And the reason that is, it's so beautiful to have an affirmation in connection to your intention so you can repeat it to yourself at the beginning of every meditation session or every time you sit down at your altar or writing it out on little post-it notes and placing them around your house or even this. And I don't do this specifically anymore. <laughs> because I did it once and shared it on the podcast and that was stupid. But I like to take my passwords that I use for important things, like my password for my computer and stuff, and I make that into my affirmation of the year so that I write my affirmation out every single time. And it can be something like, I trust in the universe. Like that is an affirmation I had once long ago. It's not my password anymore, so don't, don't try it. <laughs> But I actually did that one, one year, shared my current password on the podcast, the podcast, which wasn't, wasn't the smartest thing to do. But that's a really good little tip. So an affirmation that you're working on, make it your password for your laptop, for an example. And then you're going to input that and write that out several times a day every time you open your computer. Make your affirmation something, make it part of a practice that you do every day. Or every time you brush your teeth in the morning, you repeat it to yourself. Every, before you go to bed at night, repeat it to yourself. It means that you're putting that intention into action here now. And it's something that you start to believe is already unfolding. And there is some magic to that that actually happens in our brains. When I say out loud, I am held, loved, and supported, I actually start to believe it. And part of this intention that we're setting right now could be that you've been missing something in the past. You've been lacking something. You want to bring something in. And just by telling ourselves that we already have it, we start to believe that we already do. We start to understand that it is within our reach. Actually, this is attainable. Actually, we are worthy of this thing. Actually, this thing is for me. I am held. I am supported. I am loved. When we start to believe those things, we tell ourselves those things, the universe can actually put those pieces of the puzzle into play to bring those things our way. So it, we're no longer just reaching for something that's out there, but we're acting as if we already have it. And that's a really big part of making our dreams come true. So it's your turn to find your affirmation of the year once you have your intention written out clearly. And then from there, let's connect with your word of the year. So you have your intention, your affirmation, now it's your word. Chances are your word of the year is already a word that is a part of your intention. So it might be really obvious, like your word of the year is let go, or it's love, or it's 
acceptance. Maybe it's forgiveness. It's something beautiful that you want to call in. It might even be that feeling that you want to embody throughout the year. And actually for me, when I just come back to that word held, I felt like it was a strange word in the beginning. Like, can I make that my word of the year? My word in the past has been things like trust. And last year it was trust. The year before that, my word of the year was home. I've had space has been one year. I had once I had word of the year, me, when I really wanted a year to just focus on me and mine. I've had safe has been a word of the year. So held felt a little strange for some reason. But now the more I look at my intention and what I've written down, it's just that's the word I keep returning to again and again. And if I go to that feeling, you guys know the feeling of being held, that feeling of a warm hand at your back, of being supported. You can be held by your partner. You can be held by your community, by your family. You can also have that feeling of being held by nature, you know, leaning back against the trunk of a tree or laying down in grass, laying on the earth, that feeling of nature holds me. That's the feeling I get every time I plunge in the lake every day. I'm held by her. And also we can be held by ourselves. We can be held by the routines and the rituals that we set for ourselves in a day. We can be held by the self-care practices we return to again and again. Held. (laughs) There you have it. That's my word of the year. This year I just want to feel held. So what is yours? You might need a little more time contemplating. You might need more time journaling. Or even better yet, you might need to talk to someone about what your intentions are. Taking this to a trusted person, to your best friend, to your partner, whoever is is that person for you in your life. Just spend some time talking about what you want for the next, for the new year, what you want for 2024, what you long for connecting with that feeling that you so want to embody because trust me your word of the year is there and once you have it I love to make the word of the year visible if you want to make some art with it I do a little mini practice not this big thing but I do a mini practice with my daughter every year we find her word of the year and just writing it out painting it out using color making it beautiful and then placing it somewhere maybe on your altar or on your fridge or in the bathroom somewhere you can see it every day just remembering and reminding yourself of this is the word I'm holding myself to this year and if you ever end up at a fork in the road and you don't know what to do, you don't know which path to take, come back to your word of the year. Which one of these paths is going to bring me someplace that feels closer to that feeling I want to embody? Which one of these roads brings me closer to my intention for this year? What is it that I actually want to create? And then you make decisions from there. I uh feel like we are getting to the very end of this practice, everyone. I am so, so, so proud of us that we made it here. Really proud of myself <laughs> that I actually arrived at my word of the year without sleep. It's, it's, really, it's really something. You have your intention, right? You have your one single sentence. You have your affirmation. You have your word. You are going to sit down for a little ritual when the new year comes. So 31st of December, 1st of January, whenever you can and whenever you have the time to, as close to midnight as possible. Uh, I've had years where I do it the morning of the 1st. That's okay. It doesn't have to be right at the strike of midnight, you know, stroke of midnight. But if you can and you do it in the evening of, 
it's really beautiful to do it right ceremonially, you know, right after 12 o'clock. Find a little quiet space or you do this with your person if you want to share it with somebody. And you take your intention that you have written out and torn from your notebook that's currently on your altar. And you have a little fire ceremony where you burn this intention in a safe space. You speak your intention out loud and you literally watch that paper evaporate into a million billion little particles and actually extend through the fire and that smoke out into the air and into the atmosphere and into the world. Speak it out loud. This is a five-minute ritual. It's so easy. You just sit down, light a candle, connect to your breath, close your eyes, burn the intention as you speak it out loud, and then do a little closing, a little gratitude, a little prayer, hands to heart, whatever comes your way, right? It takes five minutes. You can safely burn. If you're outside and you have tons of snow, it's really safe to burn things outside. Um, you can also do it in your bathtub or in your sink or if you have a fireplace or something like that. Just stay safe on New Year's Eve, okay, as you as you burn your rituals. I don't think we've had any house fires from this ritual just yet. So let's keep it that way. Thank you so much for joining me for this practice once again. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. If there's one thing I know for sure, it's that this podcast is going to continue all throughout 2024. That I know. There's a lot in the unknown, but from the heart and the daily practice remain. I love you. Have a beautiful end of year celebration and I'll see you next year. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy the show, make sure you listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of From the Heart with Rachel Brayton. This was a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio, and I'll see you next week.